Hello, agriculturist. I'm your host, Jacob Simpson, and welcome back to a new episode of I Believe TV. Today is a very interesting day because this is my first alumni guest. Please welcome Casey Rhodes from the Kansas FFA Association. Uh, he is a graduate from 2018, and this is our very first alumni member. So, Casey, would you please introduce yourself to everybody? Um, yes, Jacob. My name is Casey Rhodes, formerly of the Central Heights FFA chapter, and I'm glad to be here. Yes, sir. So I have a whole bunch of questions for you. If something's too hard to answer in the moment, please let me know and we can come right back to it. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All righty. First things first, what got you to join the FFA? Well, in middle school, I really didn't have very many options. And going into the ag shop for the first time, I saw this tall, bald-headed guy that would become my high school ag teacher. It was kind of scary to begin with, but he really opened me up to uh, different opportunities, going to see different events, going to sale barns and stuff like that. So, I mean, FFA throughout then got me started. Uh I kind of messed that up. I apologize. Uh, I always get put in the spots like that. I apologize. I messed that up. Hey, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, starting out for FFA, I really wasn't too skeptical about it. I was just trying to fit in, so to speak. But the advisors there really helped me get out of my shell. I think that's what advisors are here for, uh, to actually open us to opportunities and to get out of our comfort zone. Uh, my ag teacher, Mr. Epperson, over here uh, in my home chapter, he's really done that for me. So what made you choose to stay in the FFA? Um, what made me choose to stay in the FFA was so many different opportunities that we had uh, at uh, the green hand level and chapter level. Um there was people that constantly become ineligible and they just throw me in there saying, Hey, Casey, go do this. Hey, Casey, go do that. And I was always a go-getter. And that's uh, one reason why I got a chapter office my junior year going to my senior year, because I always put in the hard work and it paid off. I, I think it's always good to actually put in a hundred percent effort in what you have um, faith in. So for me, it wasn't until my freshman year that I actually enjoyed agriculture uh, and the FFA in general. Um, and that's when I actually like, hey, I think I should invest in my entirety uh, to this for my high school career. And now that I'm the president of my chapter, I feel like it's going to be very beneficial in my future. So what what was your favorite part of the FFA? There's... There's so many moments that I can pick from. I can think of two that stick out the top of my head. And when my advisors hear this, they're going to probably bust out laughing. But uh, we went to national convention, and there was a group of Illinois, uh, Illinois FFA members, and we had our chapter. And we were doing three-point stands, duck calls back and forth, and we were just going at it. Another moment that I would say was getting my – FFA State degree up in Manhattan, up at uh, McCain Auditorium there at K-State. Oh, so you actually got your state degree. Yes, well, sir. What was that like? It's, it's an unreal feeling because 
not a lot of people would give me the opportunity to try to learn, but uh, one ag teacher actually saw something in me, and uh, I just put in the hours with him. He worked with me and got some SAEs going, got my AET going, and it just worked out. Yes, sir. So what was your least favorite part of the FFA? Very tough question. Um, the least favorite part of FFA would try to get people to participate because when I was a chapter officer, participation was kind of poor in my opinion because unless you actually had something like, oh, we're going to give you pizza, we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that, not a lot of people like to show up. And it felt like for us older people that actually put in the work that what the heck these younger classmen are coming here and we have to give them something to do something. No, you, you get experience by doing the work. It's just very frustrating. That is very frustrating. Um, so we actually got to uh, experience that exact thing. But this year um, we are going to make major uh, improvements. And Excuse me. And I think uh, – well, I don't think I know – that the plans that uh, our officer team has made and my ag teacher, um, our chapter will be much better. We did get to uh, fill out the National Three Star Award, um, and we actually did receive it. So we are going to national convention this year, which I'm very excited about. Um, but we want we want more than that. We're going to go above and beyond, and I, I feel like us as a chapter are able to do that. If, um, you know, we just get that participation up and show the kids that the FFA is more than just uh, sows, cows, and plows. So if you could change one thing about agriculture or the FFA in general, what would it be? Oh, that's, that's a tough question. You mind if we come back to that one? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Where do you see agriculture in the next 10 years? Well, we all we both know that agriculture is a big industry, whether it's being from the fields or in commercial markets and stuff like that. I think that it's going to be a bloom in industry as long as uh, producers can get the stuff out of the fields and farmers can still uh, keep their animals going, in my opinion. Do you think that 2% of the American population is enough? Well, I do I do admit that that number seems uh, pretty adequate, but I think there's always room for improvement. And in what ways do you think we could improve that number? Well, I mean, like, if we're talking, like, YF&R and uh, Farm Bureau and stuff like that, I mean, trying to uh, – persuade the younger generation such as myself you know try to get into agriculture and ffa and 4-h and stuff like that but i mean it's kind of hard to uh get a hold of the younger generation especially when it comes that to is a very loud train <laughs> yeah I, yeah i know i apologize you you are perfectly fine i i take it you're outside yeah, I had to come pick up my nephew. He gets off at the steel shop here at about 9 o'clock, so I apologize on that. Oh, you're good. You're good. So, um, since you are an alumni member, 
um, and you've already graduated um, high school. What are you doing now um, that you're an adult, you're grown, and um, I, I just want to know what you're doing agriculturally. Well, agriculturally, um, I still go and help um, my high school ag advisor, Mr. Aaron Cubitt, um, and I help out Mr. Nathaniel McGee. Those are my two ag advisors that I have out there in Central Heights. Um, we do a little bit of uh, well, we're doing hay right now, trying to get the hay out of the fields, and then we do a little bit of uh, animal production, which is pork, and we got some sheep and goats out there. And we got a bunch of cattle out there. I think we got like 20 head of cattle out there. We're trying to get going out there at Cubit's place. Okay. I, I feel like it's a it's a trend that ag teachers got to have their own animal, you know. Um, my ag teacher, he has a good herd of cattle uh, at his own home, and uh, he brought some over here to our uh, school ag farm. And, you know, I, I just like to see them and get to play with them for a bit while I'm taking care of my goat. So what, what were your original plans for after high school? Well, my original plans for high school, I was supposed to go to Allen County Community College and get a degree or a degree in uh, farm and ranch management. But things went by the wayside after um, my mom come upon some hard times, so I had to drop out of college and help her out. I, I respect you so much for that. Um, I know it's not easy. Uh, well, it, it's easy to drop out of college, um, but it's also not easy at the same time when you're doing it for uh, somebody who's cared for you your entire life. Um, I've never got to experience uh, the love of a mother because um, 10 years ago, I lost a connection to my biological parents. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I've already given this spiel to episode 18 17 no episode 17 to bobby ray um if you want to hear the hat it's a little bit depressing but like I, I don't like getting into it much um but yeah um i i wish i wish the best for you right there um it, it's always best to take care of the family that you have right now um because you know you love them and uh hopefully you get to go back to college and finish your degree You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry. Um, do you plan on going back to college? Eventually, but right now it's not really feasible. I've got a lot of bills stacking up. I, I just got off of a hand injury that I recurred on Branson. I went to Branson for vacation with my mom, and I had a knife go through my wrist, so I'm recovering from an injury. Ooh. That does not sound good. Was yeah. this work-related? What? Was this work-related? Or, oh, no. Or oh, did no. that Branson? Um, um, I was staying at a hotel. I went across the street to an arcade, and I got a couple of those little Nerf shotgun deals as a prize. And I was cutting the zip ties off of it with a sharp knife, and the last one I cut, and then it just... Yeah, carried it too far and it went through my uh, left wrist. Ooh, that that that's I don't want to. Uh, yeah, see. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, um, what are you doing right now for work? For work. 
Well, I'm waiting for uh, football season to start up and wrestling season for Kansas State High School Activities Association. But in the meantime, I'm a car hop at Sonic. Okay, so um, you're still, you know, working for the kids. Uh, wh- what does that look like? Well, from my perspective, um, I'm, I'm older than a bunch of those kids in there because they're getting ready to go back to school. I work with a bunch of high schoolers. And basically, there's no respect whatsoever. I mean, it's it's very, very poor. So, so you've seen the like the hands-on up front of uh, Kansas high school sports. Uh, what is the sport realm like up there? Um, it it depends on which side, like for what sport and where you go. I mean, if you go up to the metro, like KCK, and up towards Leavenworth and stuff like that, you get your bigger four, five, six A schools. You go down by Coffeyville, like Fort Scott area, like there around Coffeyville, around Galena and stuff like that. It's going to be some very hot and mild competition, but around here where I'm at in the East Central District, it's kind of tapered off because where I went to school, we used to have a wrestling program. They cut it, and now if people want to wrestle in my high school, they either got to go to West Franklin, Ottawa, uh, Anderson County, or Wellsville, which is kind of a pain in the rear for kids because they put in all that hard work at a program and now they have to go here and that's gas money that they may or may not have. Okay. Okay. I I see that. Um, I I guess it's kind of the same way uh, for Oklahoma. So we have the OSSAA and uh, oh my goodness, they have been adding rules and rules and rules every year um, just to make them uh, like the refs themselves uh, like easier, uh, to work on. Um, so my freshman year, um, it was, it was like the bare minimum. Like you couldn't like, uh, do much in the uh, bleachers besides like cheer for your own team. And they actually, uh, frowned upon, uh, team, like opponent slandering, um, which my high school did a lot. Um, I will admit that. And then my sophomore year last year, they added like, um, if you do this in the, in the fan section, uh, you or the team itself will be suspended for however long or all this and that. It's it's really crazy down here in Oklahoma. But, um, like, Oklahoma high school football, uh, we go very hard. Um, if you've watched on TikTok, a sports commentator from, I think, Texas, um, he was up here watching the um, state championship against Stillwater and Choctaw. So he he even said that Oklahoma has the hardest hitting football, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, and I, if you don't know by now, football is my favorite sport. Um, you've probably looked at my Instagram and such, um, but yeah, like I, I am a diehard football fan, and I just love talking about sports uh, any chance I get. But I just want to know, um, like. Have you got to experience, um, like, an interaction with an FFA member who participates in sports? Hmm. You know, 
that never really crossed my mind. I mean, I interact with like my ag teacher, Mr. Cuba. His kids go to my my high school. There's it's Emma, Macy, and Judd, and they're all FFA members. Judd plays baseball. The Emma and Macy they do cross country and stuff like that, and they're dang good at it. And I mean, they can run for the hills. That's that's how good they are. <laughs> So I want to know about your SAEs, your CDEs, and your LDEs from when you were in high school. Again, for those who don't know, an SAE is a supervised agricultural experience. A CDE is a career development event. And an LDE is a leadership development event. Well, I'd say a leadership development event that I did... Um, would have to be ritual demonstration, uh, par law, uh, intro to public speaking, which I'm not very good at public speaking, but I give it a go. Um, my SAEs were, um, I have three years for sheep production, um, working at the Thermo Fisher sheep farm. Um, I had, uh, two years of pork production, um, this helping my ag teacher, Mr. Cubit, um, move around hogs and stuff like that, feed them water, them, take them to the sale barn, stuff like that. Um, I think I had one year of dairy cattle as well with Mr. Cubit. Okay, that, that's, that's a pretty good list uh, from what you remember, at least. It's been all those years. But yet again, it's only been eight, uh, 2018. Yeah. Uh, what are you most excited about this upcoming school year uh, for your job? Because, you know, you work with high school students. Well, that train's getting ready to come through, so I apologize if it gets loud. Uh, I hate when that train comes by. Uh <laughs> Every time I try to speak. <laughs> and horn blows to the driver. It's a anyway. Yes, sir. What was the question again? I'm sorry, Jacob. Uh, what are you most excited about this upcoming school year? Because, you know, you work with high school students. It would have to be the the interaction that I get with different officials and their their experiences across the state because every every event that I go to I try to talk about, you know, FFA and stuff like that because they're they're young kids, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, what have you. You know, I mean like if I can try to influence one or two kids, you know, hey, maybe this is worth trying out, then I've done my job. I feel like you would uh, best fill that position right there, um, advocating for agriculture, uh, even if you aren't uh, participating in agricultural pursuits at this day and age, um, because you're working um, a full-time job during the school year, and now that you're a car hop, um, you're still advocating for agriculture in some way, shape, or form. So um, because of your job, like, do you travel, like, outside of your county do you like travel uh like how far do you travel in the state and how much 
Ooh. Ooh. I've traveled as far as Arc City, Kansas. That's down there. I don't know how far that's down by. It's like five minutes to Oklahoma down that way. Yes. Um, I actually have family in Ponca City, and Ponca City is about 20 minutes from Arc City. So. Yeah, I've, I've done as far as uh, Arc City, Kansas for varsity baseball. I've been down to Wichita for wrestling. I've I've been all the way up to Leavenworth and Troy for baseball. I I, I travel outside of my county. Um, the neighboring counties that I usually go to, I try to stay within a radius. Is Franklin, Coffee, Douglas, Anderson, Allen. I try to stay in those five, but you know you can't be too picky in this day and age when money's tight. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so we actually play the Caney Bulldogs. Uh, Caney is right on the border of Kansas and Oklahoma. Have you gotten to experience their, uh, sports? I have not because there's the assigners. They, uh, you contact them and they may contact you back. That's pretty much how it goes. It's like, a. It's a system. I don't know how to really explain it, but that's fine. Um, so, what ex- what exactly got you to be part of the KSSOAA? Um, well, I was a I'm a baseball umpire. That's what I've been doing for the last six years. Doing rec ball, you know, six, ten, twelve, fifteen. U. Done a little bit of legion ball and some perfect game, and that's what really got me thinking is we uh, you have to be a certified Kesha umpire to do 15U now in Garnett so I was like you know what let me just get my certification I went out there and I just rocked it and and it just stuck with me so have you uh, like always been around baseball all your life like did you play it uh, growing up Uh, yes sir yes sir um, and this is for Central Heights, right? Yes, sir. Uh, what was your biggest accomplishment uh, playing baseball? Um, <laughs> I actually got a, a stand-up double because I, I hit a piss rocket to the left fielder, and it hit him right in the crotch. I apologize after that. Oh. Yeah, I, it, it was bad. It was very, very bad. But – I called Tom and I went out there and I was like, dude, you all right? And yeah, and we, we hugged and everything and made sure he was all right. So it was all good. Sportsmanship. That's, that's what I like. Um, this past year, I think it was last year or this year. I forget when. Um, but we had two little league uh, teams, one from Oklahoma, one from Texas. And uh, I think it was a Tulsa kid um, that hit the pitcher right in the face. Now, um, the pitcher – no, no, other way around. The pitcher hit the, the batter right in the face. The pitcher started crying, and so uh, the kid who got hit in the face, he felt so bad because this kid didn't know um, if he was hurt or not or um, if, if he was, like, oh, like, you know, okay. So he went over to the pitcher and started hugging him, and it got national attention. And this kid got to go to uh, – a the world series and all of that jazz. And 
Um, that just shows what sportsmanship can do. And sportsmanship in the FFA goes a long way, too. Um, if you've noticed that nobody really gets mad if they lose because they see somebody else who deserves that first place, second place, third place, uh, or a placement in general because us, our organization is always up for positivity and we are never negative. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, I had to come inside my truck because another train come by, so. Are you situated? Yeah, I'm situated. Yes, sir. All righty. So I have some fun questions before we end off. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got I to gotta go back to that one question. Yeah. If, if you could change one thing, um about the FFA or an agriculture in general, what would it be? I would try to make it at least more fun because the more fun that you make it, it gets the, the younger generation involved and now it might stick with them and they might pursue it later on down the road. But that's always a slippery slope when you think about it. Uh, would you like to explain further? Well, I mean, if you make ag a little bit more funner, then, I mean, if you're, if you're a young kid, like a freshman going in the ag shop and like, oh, we're doing fun activities, I might want to keep doing this. I might want to pursue getting um, an office, you know, this in the mindset of things, it gets the gears turning like, oh, I'm, I like it here. I want to keep doing things. I want to help the chapter out. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like trying to persuade more people into being go-getters for the chapter because the more members that we have that are active versus the members that are inactive is going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be tenfold if we make ag more fun because you'll have a lot more members that will be on the ball, ready to go, you know, Oh, yes, I'll help you with that. Yes, I'll help you with that versus the people that are not really active, but they say they are. And it's going to outweigh it in the end. So in what way do you think uh, making the FFA more fun uh, could be uh, a thing we could do? Well, I mean... A fun way for FFA, you know, like you were saying earlier, like day on the farm type stuff, you know, bringing animals in, you know, like getting the younger students, like elementary and middle school people, like, you know, up close to the animals and stuff like that, you know, get them kind of a feel for what, you know, agriculture outside the classroom is kind of get that hands on training, you know, and be like, oh, no, I want to do this. I want to do that, you know, but you know, there's only so far that you can actually go with it. That's understandable. Um, so, you know, of course, I'm trying to get the FFA um, like more, no- like better well known than what it is right now. I'm not saying it's already like uh, it's not bad, but like th- if the FFA is more known or it better yet agriculture, um, better known to our society. I feel like our youth will be able to better um, run this world 
um, because our generation right now, I don't, I don't know if you're in our generation or you're millennial. Um, I don't know the exact uh, cutoff line, but our generation is dependent. Uh, well, is the most dependent on uh, to the generations after us and the generations uh, before us, because we are the current generation who is the most uh, advanced, if you will. So back to the fun questions, as I was trying to get to. So I would like to know your funniest FFA moment or moments. Um, it would have to be um, when I dressed up like Mr. Cubit. I mean, he's a he's got a horseshoe type haircut, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed up like him one day and everybody lost their mind. They thought I was the teacher. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so so how did you like recreate it? Did you like um like how how'd you do it for the hair? Uh or head if you will. I'm trying I'm trying to think. It's been so long. Um well it was actually supposed to be this like a little skit, but I wanted to go like full on with it, so I decided to uh, go to my barber shop and have them do like the horseshoe, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I I went full on with it. Oh my gosh, I could not. I could not do that. <laughs> So, so what did the barber uh, like say? He thought I was nuts. I would be too. Us high school kids care about our hair. Oh my gosh, that is actually insane! Like you went full out. Oh my goodness, I could not do that at all. I gotta know another one. All right. Well. What's the other funny moment? Getting to drive the, the, what's that little uh, four wheel, like a side by side for the car show cleanup. And we have a trailer on the back of it. And they, they trusted me with it, but they're like, don't go over 30 miles an hour. So my buddy takes the little, he messes with the little speed clip that's on the, the throttle body. <laughs> we're just doing 50 we're hitting bumps and stuff we're doing dukes of hazard moves <laughs> i had a couple of kids fly off the trailer it was it was bad it was funny but it was bad yeah that that is very bad kids i don't recommend you do that that is very dangerous um it, it might seem fun in the moment but something bad could really happen so please don't do that um, now if you're anything like me, um, I'd say go ahead, but yet again, I'm not there. So please don't do that. So I, I asked this to most of my, uh, guests. I didn't, I didn't get to ask my last one cause it was, it was a really good conversation, uh, with the Texas state officer. But, um, I, I always ask this one because it's, it's, a, it's really important. Do you go for Raising Cane's or Chick-fil-A? And there's only one correct answer. However, you can save yourself. <laughs> well, I 
it's either I drive an hour and a half north to go to Lawrence for Chick-fil-A on Racing Canes, or I go up to uh, Kansas City and get Racing Canes or uh, Chick-fil-A. In my opinion, the better taste has to go, I mean, sauce-wise, we'll go Raising Cane sauce. Chicken-wise, oh, goodness gracious. I mean, Chick-fil-A's chicken, it makes you want to come back for more. But that Raising Cane's, they got something on it more. So I'm going to have to go Raising Cane's on that one. Well, um, I'm so sorry, but that is the wrong answer. Chick-fil-A is the only correct way to go. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Raising Cane's. Um, every time I go down to Owasso to visit some family, uh, we always get at least one meal from uh, Raising Cane's because I don't have it in my area. So when I go down there, that's what I get. Now, we have a Chick-fil-A up here in my county. Um, it's the only Chick-fil-A in the county. So it is always busy and it's hard to get into. Um, and you got to wait a while just to get your order. So, uh, I say Chick-fil-A is the best, but, um, the reason why I go back to Raising Cane's is because of their bread. Now you're probably wondering why the bread, well, it's so fluffy. It's so buttery and it has the perfect amount of saltiness to it. Uh, now, you might like, hey, why is there salt on bread? It's not like the fact that it has salt on it, but it's like the br- the butter has that salt in it already. And the bread is just so, so heavenly. Goodness gracious, Jacob, you're making me hungry just thinking about it. I haven't eaten anything since lunch, so. <laughs> so Neither have I. Um, I actually went out with my officer team uh, for lunch today. It was actually really good. Had some Mexican food. So I had a lot of fun. Speaking of which, what was your officer team like in high school? Um, the team that I got thrown on before I was a chapter officer or the one that I was a chapter officer? Let's say as you were a chapter officer. As I was a chapter officer, let me uh, go down the list with, uh, we had our Sentinel, which was Avery Stalford. He, uh, he was a wrestler buddy of mine who, um, he was pretty active. Uh, he did a lot with sites, fruit, and meat and stuff. He was always a good go-getter like me. And then you had me on the end, which was the junior advisor, which was here by the owl. <laughs> everybody was, everybody would look at me and they're like, well, why do we have a junior advisor? Well, I don't understand why we had it. I was just offered the position. I took it. And then going down the list, we had um, Damian Higby. He was our vice president. He's a very good guy. He um, showed cattle and stuff at the American Royal, and he's uh, currently at K-State right now. And then we had... Chad Hibden, which was our president. He is also an East Central District officer. Um, Mr. Hibden and I, we really didn't get along, to be honest with you. That's bad. I feel sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if we're going to be frank about it, I, I really didn't have very much sympathy for my officer team. 
because I had to pick up a lot of the slack because our we kept track of our uh, participation points from all of our LDs, uh, CDs, and stuff like that. We went to we went to an Aggie day. We did day on the farm, car show cleanup, stuff like that. I was always on the ball with my ag teacher. Hey, Mr. Kubik, can I get the point sheet? Come on, I, I, I just need the point sheet. Give it to me. And I would, I would put the points down because I was, I would say OCD about it. Because if somebody else wasn't going to take charge and do it, then it wasn't going to get done. I, I like how you always step up for the job, even if it wasn't your position to start with. Um, it really shows like that leadership you have. Because if there's an opportunity that is just open, you took it. And that's what I encourage FFA members to do. If there's an opportunity that you can take, take it. Because sooner or later, uh, you'll regret that. I mean, if I can elaborate on that a little further, Jacob. I mean, the door's open for only so long, and then it shuts. Like Jacob said, if there's an opportunity, hop on it. I highly encourage it. And a phrase my cousin likes to say, she, she just moved into the college a uh, couple days ago. She loves to say, if one door closes, jump through the window. And <laughs> I, I love how she uh, explains it to me. So the best way she says it is, if the opportunity passes, try and look for it again. Because uh, for me... I, I love taking opportunity, but sometimes those opportunities just come at the wrong time. Um, now, I say that in a bad way, but really it's not because I have other things going on. Uh, time management plays a big role in our lives. And if you're not managing your time wisely, then those opportunities that will be important later aren't going to be uh, always available. So do you have any advice for me or the viewers and guests of the show? Um, I would just say keep doing what you're doing. You're being a good, very good advocate for agriculture and uh, young FFA members and people that are trying to strive for their goals and try to get on the national stage. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a good job. Thank you. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, I got a message earlier today um, from somebody in Texas. Um, and that, that message really like tore me to pieces because, um, I, I don't realize how much, um, like effort I've put into this until I look at my, my whiteboard calendar and, um, all these episodes I posted and, um, just how many people are just backing me up on this. I've, I've gotten national attention and, I, I didn't really expect it to go this far. So I really do appreciate what you're saying to me. So do you have any questions for me? No, sir. Not at this time. All righty. Well, you have my Instagram and my phone number. As always, thank you so much, Casey Rhodes, for being on my show. This was a very good episode and a very interesting one because I've never had uh, an alumni member before um, you're actually the very first of quite a few who will be um, alumni members on the show so I really do thank you uh, for finding interest in this and being a good advocate even though you are away from that uh, realm 
um, after so many years after high school. So I really do appreciate your time being on here. I appreciate it, Jacob. As always, why are we here? Because we believe. Because we believe. Thank you so much. And everybody, make it a great day and be kind to somebody.